Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Elimination Chamber 2020, which was broadcast on March 8th, 2020 from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I did not attend this show. I was I was on the fence back and forth, back and forth for the last two months. Um, at one time, I had a flight in a rental car booked, and I was going to do a whole trip and go to Allentown for the live event the night before and all that kind of stuff. But I ended up not going, um, and instead, I went to see Middle Ditch and Schwartz here in Denver at the Paramount Theater. That was a lot of fun, um, although I did like the show in Vancouver a little bit more. I mean, it, 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 that's not to say I did not like this show on this night, but I, I thought that one was a little bit better. But trying to explain why or anything like that, there were some stuff. There was some stuff that it was was really really great that was uh, my favorite things of either show. But anyway. If you have a chance to see Middle Eastern Schwartz, they are uh, touring the country right now. They're in the Netflix just or the Netflix is a laugh or whatever that festival is called at the end of uh, towards the end of April. Um, all that stuff uh, there. That's in Los Angeles, but they're playing at a bunch of different places around the country uh, before then, including the week uh, before that festival. Um, oh, I think it's the first week of May is when that starts or something, but, um, they're going to be in Texas. So they will be at the, um, the Moonstone festival, I think it's called and, uh, Moonstone comedy festival and, uh, a show in Dallas, um, in, uh, the middle of, at the end of April. Uh, I, and I'm currently planning on going to both of those unless they get canceled because of all the stuff that's happening with canceling big events with lots of people etc uh like i said before in other episodes just wash your hands you know cover your mouth if you cough or sneeze and uh you know just the, those general habits that the, the, j just do that much and i think we'll be uh close to okay we'll be better than not doing those things anyway um so i just went to the grocery store and i i went down the aisle with all the the sanitizers and stuff uh just to see what the the what the situation is over there and uh yeah of course all the, the shelves were empty and i'm thinking like man what people should have had this stuff already in the first place and also it's not some magic elixir that's gonna keep you safe it's the behaviors i believe that will keep you safe more so like it it doesn't do you any good to have a bunch of hand sanitizer if you don't use it or or uh it doesn't if you're not like also washing your hands or doing other things, if you're not covering your mouth when you sneeze, sneezing into your elbow, all that kind of stuff. If you're not doing that, the hand sanitizer is not going to help at all. Um, and also the virus masks, all that it's, it's much more effective to help uh, keep people who are already sick from infecting other people, as opposed to keeping you from getting infected, uh, a healthy person from getting infected. So that's another thing to keep in mind um in general but um anyhow for all like two people who listen to this ever but um yeah i just saw it's it's kind of uh funny to see that's the only like there's plenty of bread plenty of milk plenty of all the other stuff it's just those that section of the shelves that's empty um 
So, and I, di- I didn't check the soap aisle. I'm pretty sure if I had, there would be tons and tons of act- antibacterial soap still on there. All like big jugs of soft soap. Just nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in putting the time in to wash their hands with soap. Who has time for that? Got to got to use that alcohol-based sanitizer to dry out your hands. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Middle-Rich and Schwartz is great. Um, and then I also, over the past couple of days, uh, watched all of uh, Love is Blind. Um, I had added it to my Netflix queue a, a while back anyway because it uh, sounded pretty interesting from what people were saying. And then uh, Maggie was saying that they were watching it and that, and then they ended up finishing it before I did um and that it was great and it's uh it is it it is really good um it kind of is insane it is insane it's an insane show it's about these couples or people who get to know each other without seeing each other and then they propose in order to see each other they have to propose marriage and then they finally see each other face to face and then they they go forward with it or not and then uh, they go and move in together, and then they meet all their families and all that, and then they get get married on a specific end date. It's four weeks from the start of this quote-unquote experiment. It's pretty crazy. So go check it out. Um, I have lots of opinions on some of the people, uh, no opinion at all on some of the other people that I kept. There, there's one couple that I kept forgetting they were actually on the show um and uh and maggie's telling me that there's all kinds of backstory all kinds of dirt to dig up about all the people on the show and everything and i i did not i'm not gonna go into that um myself as in i'm not gonna talk about that but also i'm not like researching that like i don't know any of that stuff um, other than the couple of things that she told me, but, uh, go check it out. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix and you want to watch, put something on, like I, I put it on cause I was working on some art and everything. And so I didn't really have to be looking at the screen to, uh, you know, to, to, to be able to do it. So it's like, it's a good pass the time, put on the background, that type of, that type of show. So there you go. All right. Let's talk real quick about the elimination chamber. I did watch the first three matches um, before I left for the show. Um, And then the fourth match I watched while I was driving the show and then finished watching it uh, just sitting in my car in the parking garage. And I'm pretty glad that I did that. I didn't miss anything from, uh, from middle ditch and shorts by doing that because I, I I got into the into the uh the theater like a quarter till 7 and the show is supposed to start at 7 but it really didn't start until like 7:20 or something like that. So I could have watched another match or two um and been totally fine, but um I was okay with with watching them later and uh I'll get to those matches anyway. Um so those were the only three, ma- only four matches that I watched as they were broadcast, and the the ta- the SmackDown tag team title match in the chamber. Um, I didn't like have my full focus on it because I was driving for most of it, but um, I did hear what was going on and saw a couple of like replays and stuff when the really big stuff happened. Um, but anyway, on the on the kickoff show, we had Viking Raiders versus Kurt Hawkins. Kurt. Kurt is it Curtis Kurt Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder uh, Viking Raiders won of course they've been really weird if they didn't 
Um, I thought this this match seemed so random, and no, there is no presence of the SmackDown Women's Division on this entire show, and like that was so weird. I don't know why they couldn't have had some type of match um, in this match's place. Um, what were they? Uh, I I just don't know. This was a weird pay per view overall, just like with the the sheer absence of so many people. But on the other hand, all, uh, some good highlights on uh, people who normally wouldn't. So is a, a little bit of trade off in that regard. And it still ended up being like three and a half hour pay per view. It didn't seem like it was that long. But then again, each match got pretty good time. Um, anyway, the opening match of the, the show itself, um, was Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. It was awesome to see Drew Gulak on the main card. Um, Daniel Bryan won that match. Of course, I, I don't have specific notes really about much of it other than what I'll remember. I don't remember anything specific that I wanted to talk about, about this match, but except that was very good. Um, and Drew Gulak is awesome. Of course. I mean, Daniel Bryan is awesome as well, but, um, it was really cool to see, uh, Drew Gulak featured like this on a pay-per-view. That was great. Uh, then we had Andrade defend his championship, uh, the U.S. Championship, the United States Championship versus Umberto Carrillo. Um, Andrade won via a handful of tights, so uh, it's arguable that Carrillo got got screwed there. And so the, the saga continues, of course. Uh, I think I said, uh, I had mentioned that I hope that, I, I think I've already mentioned that I hope that we get a fatal four-way between these two and Rey Mysterio and Angel Garza at WrestleMania, that would be so fantastic. Um, also, what would be fantastic is if it's a friggin' ladder match. Oh man! But I think it's probably it's probably more likely that the Intercontinental Championship will be a ladder match, as is tradition at Re- WrestleMania. It's it's a it's happened often enough that I think it could be considered tradition. Um, Tradition doesn't have to be every year. It, it would be an occasional, a semi-occasional, a semi-regular, a semi-regular tradition. Um, but anyway, Andrade is still the champion. Uh, then we had the SmackDown Tag Team Title Chamber match. Uh, I do not have any notes on this at all. I'll just try to remember some stuff that happened. It started with New Day and the Usos, uh, I, th- I think. Um, and then the next to enter were, uh, Lucha house party, Lucha house party had so much awesome stuff to do in this match. I really enjoyed that. Then, uh, Miz and Morrison entered and then the fifth team to enter was heavy machinery. And then the, the, uh, before, okay. So 10 guys in the ring and the, my favorite spot of the night, absolutely, was Lindsay Dorado climbing up to the top of the cage and doing like a, a, a monkey bars swing into a shooting star press from the top of this freaking cage. That was insane. That was, it was so cool. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. But then they got pinned right after that. Grand Metallic got pinned right away after that. Um, so we have heavy machinery and Dolph and, and Roots, they're like at each other's throats. And then, uh, Otis, he ends up, uh, getting, <laughs> getting, getting bullfighted into, uh, smashing out, out of one of the chamber pods. Um, so he's out of action. And then Tucky 
gets uh gets pinned there. I think there is second eliminated, and then um oh shoot, I think Rude and Ziggler were eliminated shortly after that, and then New Day were eliminated. Uh, if they should have kept teaming up with the Usos, they were working together against Miz and Morrison at first. Um, when it came down to the three of them, but then they they start fighting each other, and th- that took out the New Day, and that uh, that that gave Miz and Morrison a little bit more of an advantage or closer to evening the odds. because uh, in a normal situation, Usos defeat Miz and Morrison hands down, but um. Uh, there was an interesting situation where uh, they went for that double splash, but Miz got his feet up, so he was able to reverse into a pin while uh, the other Oos was uh, getting the pin on Morrison. And they both got were getting counted by the, the ref at the same time. They both kicked out, but how? What would that even mean if they if not neither of them kicked out? Um, would would that combination would uh the uso who got the pin then be a tag champion with the miz uh maybe that's happened before i don't know but uh that did not happen uh i forget exactly uh what the finish was it was uh it was a whole combination of finishers uh i think the skull crushing finale was hit and then uh starship uh what's the uh, what's the name of his move? It's Starship something. Um, that combination of moves finished the match and Miz and Morrison r- remained the champions. So, yeah, this match is the best, most exciting match of the night, uh, most variety of the night, all of that. Actually, all of the matches were very good um, until we got to the last match. Um, so up next, we had Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. There's no disqualifications. So the OC got involved a lot. But just as it looked like Alistair Black was doomed, uh, thanks to getting hit by a magic killer and all that, AJ was uh, getting ready to 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 go for the um, phenomenal forearm and finish things off. When the gong hits or the bell hits, it is a bell. It's not a gong. It's a tr- it's a tr- it's a church bell. Dung. And um the undertaker appears. He uh he has the OC at uh, by their throats both of them, but then he he just tosses them aside and uh turns around in time for AJ Styles to jump springboard off of the ropes and get caught in a choke slam himself. And Alistair Black, oh, Undertaker disappears. Alistair Black uh, finishes AJ off with the uh, Black Mass. And there we go. Alistair wins this match. And I, I think it uh, somewhat undoes the unhappiness of what happened last week uh, on Raw with Alistair Black losing. And it did it in a very, it all made sense, I thought. So that was really cool. Um, this match I did not watch. At all, I skipped to the end uh, part of it because I wanted to get to to the main event to see. I I didn't see any spoilers, but I saw some reactions to it that may have well as been have been spoiler, spoilers because I assumed like something happens because of how upset people were. But um, I skipped most of Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Uh, I enjoyed all the popcorn stuff 
uh, especially where they show stuff at the end. Um, but the Street Profits retain, and uh, Seth and Murphy are uh, made fools by the Kevin Owens popcorn spots. I don't know. Um, I need to go back and watch that whole match. Um, at some, I probably won't. I probably won't ha- uh, ever get around to doing that. But I didn't enjoy the ending. Um, then we had uh, the other best match of the night. <laughs> There's lots of best matches of the night. Everything was the best match of the night. Um, tied for second place other than the SmackDown Tag Title ch- Chamber. But um, this is the best handicap match of the, <laughs> of the night. <laughs> Okay, we had the best uh, singles match of the night. We had the best no disqualification match of the night. We had the best chamber match of the night. We had the best uh, championship singles match of the night. Um, And then we uh, had the best tag team match of the night, maybe. Um, That's one of the two tag tag team matches of the night. And then we had the best handicap match of the night. So Braun Strowman defended his Intercontinental Championship against... Team Sami Zayn. So Sami, Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, all three, they had to tag in and out. And then the rules were that whoever got the pin, that they would be the champion. So uh, that answered my question. I was wondering, like, oh, what happens if they, if they win? Does that mean all three of them are champion? No, it's the, it's the one who gets the pin. So um, because it's the tag team rules for the handicap side. But um, I thought it was pretty incredible that Sami Zayn did not have to absorb any offense. He was not uh, hit by any moves. And I think that's kind of like, a, uh, that's such a, an awesome thing. Because he was gloating earlier on. He's like, Braun Strowman, you've been obsessed with me, but you haven't been able to lay a single finger on me. This is on the kickoff show. It's like, that's such a great point. He is like, he's been very successful at, Okay, yeah, it's noble to be a hero and to take a beating or whatever. Not take a beating, but like, you know, to get there in there in a fight, take some hits, but then come out on top or whatever. But how impressive is it to be be in this feud for this long and never once getting getting hurt by your opponent? I think that's pretty impressive. Um, and so he won this championship in exactly the same manner. He did not take any offense. He did not get thrown around at all. He did not get any hands from Braun Strowman. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Sami Zayn is the intercontinental champion. And, uh, I know it's, it's unfair. It was triple. It was three on one. Cesaro and Shinsuke are holding him still so they can hit the haluva kick, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm so really happy that Sami Zayn finally has a championship on Raw or SmackDown. Um, Raw, or, I mean, SmackDown, it, it is. But, I mean, and on the main roster. I, I don't know why I was inviting saying the main roster, as it still is. Uh, there's still a difference between Raw and SmackDown and NXT. So, anyway. Um, yeah, I really, really like that match. I, that was great, and I'm really excited to see uh, the next few episodes of SmackDown <laughs> with him just being super obnoxious and gloating about it. Just all it's great. It's going to be great. Okay. Then in stark contrast to all of that, we have, Oh, I forgot to do my, um, turn my phone into. To, to, so if you have, if you're, if you're hearing the digital sounds of my phone, I'm really sorry about that, but 
I haven't heard it through my headphones, so I think it's been okay. Um, anyway, uh, we have the the women's the the SmackDown. No, not SmackDown. The Raw Women's Division and the Chamber uh, to determine who will fight Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Um, so Natalia and Ruby Riots start uh, in the Chamber. Everybody else in the pods. Uh, Sarah Logan is the third entrant into the match. Um, and they're all going at each other. There's, there's some good stuff that goes on, um, with those three, even with those, those two to begin with. But then Shayna Baszler enters. She immediately taps out Sarah Logan. She then taps out Ruby Riot. Then she smashes Natalia with the, uh, the pod door. Like I did actually, I, I like that part. That part was really, really cool. But... But she taps out Natalia, and then there's a long, long time before Liv enters. Like it felt like ten minutes of just Shayna in the in the ring, Liv and Asuka still in the pods. It took way, way too long. Um, it was pretty. I, so the parts with action I did like, but the having to wait so long is it, it just it just killed all the momentum. But anyway, Liv Morgan enters and she gets some offense into Shayna because she's mad. She she wants she really wants to go to WrestleMania, um, but uh, she's killed by Shayna. She gets you know uh, Hulk smashed into the wall and everything, um, and Liv goes to sleep um, as she's dangled in that submission hold uh, off from the top rope right in front of Asuka, and then. We have to wait another like 10 minutes of nothing, of nothing at all. Well, Asuka's like taunting and stuff, so that was kind of fun. But nothing at all from Shayna. Just standing there, like putting her arms out all that for like another 10 minutes before Asuka's pot opens. Like time in a scripted event is malleable. Like just get her, get her, get them in there, get them in there. Another thing that would have helped a lot is if that you just switch Liv and Shayna switch their spots have Shayna enter second to last and then she's only waiting around one time for Asuka to come out and then it's more dramatic I think it's even more dramatic because that I don't know maybe they wanted to it to seem like Liv maybe has a chance or something like that you can still do that without having her still waiting in the pod to do it she could have been like just forgotten about while the others were were, were taken out of action were eliminated Anyway, Asuka finally enters the ring. It, 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 it's it, it's an actual match at this point, um, but because Asuka's uh, uh, um, wrist has been injured, she's not at 100%, and so Shayna focuses on that, but I felt like she didn't focus on that quite enough, and that would have been a perfect use of her uh, her signature arm stomp that she used on like everybody in NXT, but she does a thing with the top rope instead and uh, ends up getting uh, all kinds of reversals between the Oscar lock and the uh, Carefuda clutch, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Oscar is put to sleep. She does not tap out. I think that's an important distinction that Oscar does not tap out. Also Liv Morgan did not tap out. Um, or maybe she, maybe she did. No, I'm pretty sure that she's knocked out, but um, I think that's a that uh, is an important distinction that Asuka did not give up. Um, 
and also the the injury factor could have played a lot more into that uh, as far as what moves we actually saw commentary explained it a lot when those attacks were happening but i think having that stomp in there as well we've gone a long way and i think people who've who've been following Shayna for the last few years, that would have been a bit of a, an exciting thing. Like, Oh, she's, she still does that. That's great. Or she still does that. That's awful. Or whatever, you know, whatever your opinion of her is. But anyway, Shayna Baszler will fight Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So there you go. All right. Uh, raw <laughs> is starting in two minutes. So, um, th- that's it for this episode. That's all I want to talk about. I guess we'll see what happens, uh, coming out of this on raw. It's, it's it seems like potentially some damage control. There is some mentioning that maybe, uh, Oh, she could have cut some promos while she was waiting or whatever. But I think that probably would have risked like people actually liking her. <laughs> and that's like the antithesis of what they seem to be going for. <laughs> like, I think the intention is for everybody just to, to hate Shayna so much. And I, I don't think it's the right, they, they've done it in the correct way, but it is working in, in some, it is working, but maybe not in the best way for it to be working, uh, for us to want Shayna to be destroyed. But anyway, um, now I don't have one minute. Okay. Uh, let me know what you thought about Elimination Chamber and uh, Love is Blind. And if you've seen Middle Edition Schwartz and, and go see Middle Edition Schwartz at any, I keep saying it different ways every time. Uh, go see it at a, at a venue near you. Uh, but uh, let me know what you thought about all that stuff by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses. Wash your hands, cover your mouths, and I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.